Hi, welcome to Paris in New York City. This is a really special episode for me today because I'm accompanied by Jose Cruz, also known as The Real Mozo on Instagram. It took me a while of stalking him through DMs and comments, but he is finally here and we will be talking about mental health awareness. So introduce yourself, Jose. What's going on, my beautiful people? You never stalk me. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Like Paris said, my name is Jose. I'm a mental health advocate based out of Brooklyn, New York. And I spread love for a living. I'm the neighborhood love dealer. I motivate, inspire, and I spread love. Yeah, you never stalk me. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. I was in his DMs almost every single day for over a month. But he's finally here, and uh, thank you for coming. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I always ask my Instagram uh, followers if they have any questions for people that are going to come on the show. So they do have quite a few questions. So I'm going to start off with the one question that is personal to you. So the question that they ask is, what inspired you to speak about mental health struggles? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I think that for me personally, mental health is important because as a man, um, just going through life, pressure, um, I think that we don't talk about it enough. So for me uh, personally, I just feel like, especially during the pandemic, I felt like I was in a dark place. Um, I felt like there was less distractions. And I feel like when you're distracted with life, you don't really get to get in tune with yourself or get in touch with yourself. So I think during the pandemic, like many others, I had to kind of just sit with myself and sit with my feelings and sit with who I was as a person. And, you know, it was kind of scary in the sense of just like, I didn't know, like, sometimes you feel like you don't have a, a path or you don't know where you're going next or what's happening next. And um, I came to the realization that that's okay. You don't need to know what's happening tomorrow sometimes. Sometimes t- tomorrow's going to come and, and it's going to be full of surprises sometimes. But as a, as time goes and as the days go, um, you realize that, that every day is different. And every day is just an opportunity to really get to know yourself better. And uh, for me, I think that's really what helped me the most when it came to that. But uh, for me, it started during the pandemic. I was just in a dark place, Um, you know, and I think it was just more because of the fact that I just wasn't I was working a lot. I was just going through a lot. And I felt like I really didn't know myself. And I think that the distractions of life, especially living here in New York City, the the grind, the in and outs, the up and down, just running around. It's easy to be distracted with with how you're really feeling because you're so just on the go all the time. So then when you're actually when you actually sit down and, and have to like look at yourself in the mirror and see what's going on with yourself, that's when you realize like, damn, I got work to do on myself. And that's really what happened to me. Well, that's beautiful. Some of us don't get that. Yeah. Some people go through their whole life yeah. and they don't realize that at all. That and that's another thing I learned too. I was like I was like when I talk about things that I talk about, whether it be on my Instagram or when I come on podcasts like yours, I realize I learned empathy as well and just understanding that not everybody is in that place to learn about themselves. And unfortunately some people go their whole lives without learning about themselves. Right. And sometimes it's not until they get into that on their deathbed, on their last breaths that they you know, people sometimes apologize or they say things. They have regrets. Maybe that was the moment they came into the realization of what it is, you know what I'm saying, of what life was and what it was supposed to be for them. But um, I'm just happy and grateful that um that the pandemic happened in, this, in that sense for me. And I was able to find myself and on this journey and just, you know, be able to, to be a better version of myself and to work on myself and get to know myself. Because at the end of the day, the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. That's the most important one. You know, no other relationship will be successful, or whether you're talking about romantic, friends, work. None of that will matter unless you have a good relationship within yourself. That's true. And I actually learned that this year, a couple of months ago. That's good. And I wish I would have learned this when I was, like, in my 20s because I feel like my life would have been so much different. But, you know, I learned it at least now, and now I have the rest of my life to continue to work on myself. There's still a lot of things that I need to work on myself as well. Of course. I feel like every day is a work in progress. I tell people this all the time. I'm like, just because I talk about I talk about stuff that works for me. Like, whenever I, I share a video on Instagram, on TikTok, or anything like that, it's because it's something that works for me. Just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you, Paris. But right. it can be something that you can kind of, like, maybe take something out of it to, to apply to what you're doing, to a routine, to anything, a tip, whatever it may be, that now may help you find your routine and what works for you. But I think that you may think that, like, damn, I wish I would have found this out. Yeah, I wish I wish I was raised and I was, my parents talked to me about mental health. We're Dominican. My parents did not know what my parents <laughs> still don't know what mental health is. I explained to yeah. them a hundred million times what it is that I do. And they still don't fully understand. They support me and they love what I do and they love me for it. They don't 100 percent understand because at 
the end of the day, they were raised the way they were raised. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's different for them. So don't don't have regrets about that. Be happy that you were able to, that you're on this journey now, finding yourself, and you're able to do that because that's just going to make you a better person and make those around you better too. What is the number one thing that you think works for you? Uh, I think for me it's just like really staying calm. I think for me, um, I feel like, again, I say this just being Dominican, growing up in New York City, it's a lot of chaos. <laughs> Yeah, it's it chaotic is. when you think back like it's chaotic just like everything is just like fast everything is just like moving and everything is fast and i think that for me it's just being calm and just understanding that you know like i'm not, I'm not gonna lie of course there's times when i get amped up there's times when i get upset there's times when i get angry i'm human those are gonna happen what i realize is how to express myself in a more healthy way right and how to go through those situations in a healthy way where i'm not hurting myself or hurting somebody else thinking before i speak think before i act are there times that I did I speak before thinking? Of course, but then after I do that, do I think back to myself? What did I say? Reflect on what I said. Reflect on what I did. How can I do better next time so I don't repeat that same action? And I think that that's important for us as people and and just understanding ourselves. And I think that once you do that, like you're not so hard on yourself when you do make a mistake because there's times we are gonna react. There's times when I there's times when I may blow up in a sense like, damn, I should I could have done this better. I could have done right, that better. You're human. Right, I could have done this better. But now think what you did. Now think next time, how will you do better? Instead of being, instead of drowning yourself in the, I could have done better. I could have did better. All right, yeah, I could have done better. But when the next time comes, what am I gonna apply to that so that I do better? Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? At least you don't get stuck in that cycle of saying nah. that you should have done nah. X, Y, Z. Because some people, they mess up yeah. and then they'll spend a week or two with their regrets and guilt about what they did. It's like, all right, you did it. It happened. The moment passed. How do you move forward and make sure that it doesn't happen again, like you said? And FYI, when he said he's Dominican and grew up in New York City, <laughs> I'm Dominican too. And... What I think he meant is just that we were raised with a lot of toxic behaviors being normalized. Mm. And, um, you know, males have their own set of what they learned was okay for them to do or accept and or not to. And us females, as Dominican females, have our own set of rules of what was okay for us to do or handle or not do, etc. So that's what he means by that because I have had to learn I've had to unlearn a lot of toxic behaviors and I'm still find myself in these where I react in a certain way that I know it's because of my upbringing and what I was taught. And I have to go through that same process like, oh, this is not who I am. This is not who I want to be. This is just what I, who I was taught to be. And I have to go through that process of trying to mold myself and learn from what I've done. And hopefully when the situation arises again, I don't react that way. But, you know, I'm human and I'm a work in progress. So of sometimes course. I don't react that way and I learn it right away. And sometimes it takes me a few tries and a few mess ups for me to like really learn, unlearn those behaviors. Yeah. So just because in case there's people that are listening that are not Dominicans, they're going to be like, what, <laughs> what did he mean, mean by he's Dominican and grew up in New York City? Because New York City is chaos as it is on its own. Really, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, but then coming from a culture where like all these toxic behaviors are normalized um, and you're kind of looked as crazy for thinking otherwise, mm -hmm. it's, it's really tough because like you're going against your own culture pretty much, right. you know, and your own family members. Yeah, no, that was a good breakdown. I appreciate. Thank you for break. Thank you for breaking that down for me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but that that's facts. What Paris said is facts all the way. That's that's what I meant by that. It's just like, and it's not just Dominican culture. It's in a, many different other cultures, right? Um, that just those toxic behaviors that are just normalized and made to be normal, and you grow up and you just think that's just the way it's supposed to be, or that's the way life is supposed to be. When at the end of the day, like we're humans. Yeah, exactly. And we're all different humans. Like, we could all be from the same place. <laughs> Grow up in the same area. But we're all different. We're all one of one, different people. Me and my brother are exact, we're complete opposites. And right. we grew up in the same room. See what I'm saying? <laughs> we shared a bedroom till I was like, till I moved out at 18. Yeah. So, and he's completely opposite of me. So, every single individual is unique in their own ways. Yeah. That, that was a great question. And um, um, I just want to let anybody out there know that, you know, like, if you're in a dark place right now, or you're going through a dark time, just know that it's temporary. You know, take that time to um to get to know yourself and just know that within yourself you have there's a light. 
You know, like everybody's looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, but you are that light. You just got to find that light within you. And then you realize that you shine that light for yourself. It's not there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You are that light. You, you, I like that. You I've have that light within that. yourself. And, and that's how you shine. That's how you're able to see and get through that darkness. You can't let nobody else. Nobody's going to shine. Nobody else's light will get you to that dark place. It got to be your own light to get you to that dark place. So anybody out there, find your light. It's in you. But you have to want to. Of course. You have to want to. It's the want. You have to want it. Like, you have to want to do it. And like we said, like, sometimes some people go their whole lives without, without, um, unfortunately, without finding their light, you know. But that's why we have these kind of conversations, right? It's to kind of, like, spark people to maybe, like, find out within themselves. I always have hope in people. <laughs> and, you know, there's, like, uh, people could go to, like, a psychologist or psychiatrist, but they don't even have to go to that extent. Like, maybe some people, they don't have the money for it or they don't have the health insurance for it. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes little simple things, just like expressing gratitude my every God. day, which is what changed my life. I'm very huge on gratitude. You know, like I thank God like a million times a day, you know, as soon as I wake up. And just that mindset of, I, and it helped me in the way because I was very negative. So everything that happened, it was like, oh, woe is me. I'm mm-hmm. like a victim. And like, uh, how does this person have this and I don't have that? Or why can't I get a job? Or why can't I do X, Y, and Z? And everything was just negativity. And then when I started being, like oh i may not have uh this job that i want but at least i have this other job that Mm -hmm. is helping pay the bills and i may not live in a nice fancy apartment somewhere but i have this small apartment in the bronx and some people don't even have that and once i started being grateful for the things that i did have is like my mind and the way i view things changed Mm -hmm. and i felt like after that like just the energies around me like I just started attracting all these things, yeah. all the things that I really want, that I wanted, that I kept saying that I didn't have. I started attracting them once I was grateful for what I did have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if someone is out there that's feeling a certain way and they can't afford to go see, because usually people think like, oh, I have mental, I have like a mental health issue or I'm depressed, but I don't have the health insurance to go to a psychiatrist or to right. a therapist, you know, or social worker. And that's not always the case. Sometimes it could start like at home, like you said, within you. Mm-hmm. You are the light, like yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, like, and then sometimes you just have to just want to uh, do better. Yeah, it all starts with you at the end of the day. Like everything starts with you. And I, th- I learned that, you know, to go back to the question, you know, like that's what I learned when I was in my darkest places that it starts with me. Everything starts with me. Like how my day goes, things are going to happen that are out of my control, but it starts with me, like how I react to those things. Right. Like I can't control what, what Paris is going to do tomorrow, right? I can only control how I react to what Paris does tomorrow. Right. So then how I react to it then is going to dictate how, how I'm going to feel, how the rest of my day is going to go. So it all starts with you. It all starts with like that's the most important thing, and that's what I learned when I was in my darkest moments. Okay, that's good. That's good. So I'm going to tell you a little story of something that happened last night Uh-oh. to me. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like it ties into the story and actually ties into my favorite question. Story time. They sto- asked me. Story time. Instagram. Story time with Paris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last night I went out with a friend from Long Island. She came. She's she met me halfway in Astoria. So we go to Astoria. She said she just she's. She, I felt like she was going through something because the way she texted me was like, I really feel like I need a drink tonight. I wish you lived closer. And she's all the way out in Long Island. I was in the city, in the Lower East Side, and I was writing. And I texted her and I said, hey, I just got a new hookah. I was was like, however, I am willing to meet you halfway in Astoria. I was like, I can't drive out to Long Island and everything closes early in Long Island anyways. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but if you really want to meet, I'll meet you in Astoria. And she said, okay. So she drives out. We go to Astoria. We're hanging out, just like having drinks and everything. Some guy asked me to dance. I'm like, all right. So I'm dancing with him, bachata. And he was so wasted. Mm-hmm. We ended up on the floor. Dancing? Yeah, yeah, and we fell. Oh. <laughs> we slipped and we fell. And he ended up like squishing me on top of me. Oh my and God. he knocked over the table because he was like a really big guy. And he knocked over the table um, next to us and all the drinks fell on us. And I was like, my hair was what a mess. Completely, yes, it was a mess, <laughs> right? And I stood up and I was obviously like embarrassed, trying to laugh it off, you know. <laughs> More concerned about where my purse had gone because right. it was on the table and the table had flipped <laughs> over. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I I just go you know i dried myself and i just went and sat down i'm like what am i gonna do like it is what it is you know it happens i'm sure the wor- i've seen worse things happen at right. lounges right so i'm like whatever 
So then he comes and he sits next to me and he's apologizing, you know, and he's like, look, I'm sorry. He's like, I just I'm so drunk because I have to bury my grandma tomorrow. Huh. And I was just like, it made sense. I'm like, this is why he's like wasted out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And then he's just like, you don't understand. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I just I don't have anybody. Yeah. He's like, I don't have any parents left. I don't have me and my brother don't have a good relationship. He's like, she was all I had. Uh-huh. And I have to fly tomorrow to Puerto Rico and bury her. He's like, and I just don't know what to do with myself. And then we got into a conversation and I was here trying to be like, hey, look, like there's never anything. I don't know what to say to people when they're going through uh, experiencing a death because, yeah. you know, I've spoken about it a lot on my podcast. Like my dog died two years ago and I'll cry about it if I talk about it. Right. Uh-huh. So I don't know what to say to him. However, um, I'm just like trying to talk to him and tell him like you have to do this for her, you know, like you 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 cannot miss your flight because he was talking about how he's like I don't think I could do it, I can't bury her. He's like I can't do it. I'm like you have to go because if you don't do it, you're gonna regret it. I was like your future self is gonna hate you for not going and showing up. Right. I'm like so you gotta get your stuff together, you gotta leave right now, and you gotta go home, grab whatever you gotta grab and go. I was like you have to do it, you know. And we got into like a whole conversation for like 20 or 30 minutes, and then he goes. Um, thank you for listening. You've made me feel better. He's like, I feel better talking to you. And he's and he points to his group of friends and he's like, I can't talk about this stuff with them because they look at me to lead. Mm. And how can I lead them if I cry? Mm. And then my favorite question that one of my followers asked was, why do men always have to be tough? Mm-hmm. And that's what he was doing. And I was mm. just like, but crying is beautiful. I was yeah. like, you have to cry. Of course. I was like, and this is normal to cry. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but they look at me to lead. You know, he's like, I'm like their leader. I'm the alpha of the group. Right. So I can't cry. Mm-hmm. He's like, they don't even know that my grandma passed away. Wow. And I was just like, yeah. these are his boys. Right. And they have no idea that well, this man that's hanging through. out with them that night, what he's going through. You know, they were all making fun of him. Like, damn, bro, you're so you're so wasted. Like, mm-hmm. you squished the poor girl, this, that. You know, they're like cracking jokes. Right. Right. And it's like, no, like he, he was hurting. He was going through it. He was hurting. In that whole place, he was probably there in this room, and I felt this before. Like, you're in a room, and you even feel this just in New York City as you're walking around. Like, you feel like you're in a city with millions of people, and you feel mm-hmm. so alone. Yeah. And you feel like no one has your back. And that's how the, he felt that yeah. whole night that he was there. Because he had already been at our table um, talking with me and my friend for, like, a while. And I would have never thought it. He was mm-hmm. laughing, cracking jokes, right. this and the third. And if it wasn't because he fell on me and he came to apologize, I've, he, I never would have known wow. what he was going through. And no one would have known what he was going through. Yeah. You know? And I offered him, like, hey, look, like, when you come back, I was like, you have to go to Puerto Rico. And when you come back, I'm like, here's my Instagram. Feel free to hit me up. I was like, you ever need to talk? Or you just need someone to listen to you? Mm-hmm. I was like, hit me up. I was like, because... I was like, everybody, there's always somebody there for you to listen to you. I was like, you just have to be vulnerable enough to speak yeah. and open up to someone. And a lot of people feel like they don't, no one cares. Yeah. And he even said, I'm so sorry for burdening you. Like, you must be like, you're here to have fun and, and I'm ruining your day. And I was like, no, I was like, actually, you've made it better. Yeah. I'm like, everybody here is fake. This is all fake. Right, right, right. You know, I was like, when you go to a club or a bar, once the mm-hmm. lights come off, come on it's all fake right i'm like you're being you're the realest person here real. right now yeah. you know like and i appreciate that I was wow. like thank you for telling me shout out to you for that for being um a support system for somebody you didn't even know see yeah you, you was thank a support you. system for somebody and and i think that um there's so much to that to what you said um to go with the question also that it ties in with the with the question that one of your followers asked about why do men feel like they don't they can't cry right um i feel like men us men master masking our emotions we master that we because that's what we're trained to do since we're little boys you're not supposed to cry you're not supposed to cry don't cry boys don't cry we hear that all the time we master masking our emotions so because we're supposed to be strong leaders we're supposed to be i'm also a leader you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm the alpha i lead but i've i've learned that through leading what am i going to use now as, as since i'm a leader how am i going to use now my leadership to show other men how it's okay to not have to mask these emotions. Right. Instead of instead of ma- instead of mastering how to mask our emotions, let's master how we can express our emotions in a healthy way. And um, you know, for me, I think that's that's really been the, the biggest thing is um is 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 unlearning those behaviors of like masking emotions. And and I see it all the time. Like me as a man, I can tell when a when a dude is masking his emotions. Like for example, if I was there with you that if I was there with you last night, 
I probably could have sensed the fact that he, oh he's going through something deeper than just like that because when someone gets like that yeah it's more than that when people get like to that extent it's more than that it's, like I said like I told you before they're trying to escape something something's going on maybe it's a death maybe it's something they're going through for, like you don't know what it is but people don't do things like that just just to do them you know and that's why it's so important also to check in with your people you know and um I'm happy that with my with my friends group you know I've I've been able to kind of lead the way when it comes to those conversations that when we do hang out we could talk about sports we could talk about music we could talk about girls we could talk about whatever but we always check in with each other I started that like let's check that's in that's important like how we feeling how we doing how was your week bro like how's how was your week like how was it though how was work and we have grown to the point in the beginning it was like oh it was all right oh it was cool but now the more you do it the more it's like you're like give me some details <laughs> right the, the more you do it the more you do it like like i'm saying like the more you do it though the more it opens up more like because now it becomes normal like the conversation like it becomes regular now the same we talk about the knicks or basketball whatever the case may be now we're talking about that oh my week was all right you know work was okay i was a little stressed out because this and that happened this and this and you never know someone expressing that letting that out could be the that's all doing you, wonders. That, that's for all you that's need all to they do. Needed. That's all you yeah. need to do. Because maybe nobody asked you the whole entire week how was work today, how was work this week, or how was work today, or whatever the case may be. Just letting it out, expressing it, is is so important, you know. And I think that um, I you know like I I told him I was like, listen, it's our responsibility for each other to ask ourselves those questions and check in with each other. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm I'm, I'm gonna put it on y'all. Like y'all know y'all see me as a leader. Y'all see me as this. Like I'm always like good. I challenge y'all to ask me how I'm doing. Check in with me. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, it may seem like I'm all right, but I may be having a bad day. Right. Well, Jose, how you doing? How you feeling? And we all do it with each other. You know, like, we all check in with each other. But I think that, um, unfortunately, society, cultural cultural upbringing, those are all things that tie into, like, men feeling like they can't cry or express themselves. And it's not just comes from men. It comes from women, too. There's women that see a man crying. They think he's weak. They see a man expressing himself. They think he's weak. So now, if you're a dude and you're expressing yourself and a woman is judging shuts you, you down, shuts yeah. you down, now you're like, oh, I can't cry in front of a woman or I can't be this way in front of a woman or in front of anybody, I can't be that way. So, you know, like it plays both ways. But at the end of the day, what does it come down to? You, right? Like it comes down to you. If you feel like you break down, you're talking to a, a woman or you're talking to your boys or a friend, whoever the case may be, and you're expressing yourself and they're judging you for it, you check them. Like, yo, bro, I'm expressing how I feel. If I feel like crying right now, I'm going to cry right now. If I feel like this, I'm going through this, I'm going through. If they can't accept that, then you know who that person is. Yeah, then they're not they're not your friends. They're not for you. So if yeah. they're not for you, you for yourself. So if you for yourself, then you know that person's not for you. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, um, again, it always starts with you. But uh, I think that we've made a lot of progress when it comes to that. I think that when I see, like, you know, I see a lot of, like, um, professional athletes talk about mental health now i see like boxers like i see like a danny garcia he broke down after a fight and talk about the pressures of being a father and talk about the pressures of being a man the struggle when i see canelo talking to his son talking about you know it's okay for you to cry because his trainer was like men should boy, boys don't cry you're gonna be a boxer and he pulled the son to the over while in the middle of training pulled him over it's okay to cry if you get hurt it's okay to cry it's okay to let it out what are we supposed to it's hold beautiful. it in what are you supposed to hold it in? If I fall down right now and I fall, I'm, I'm in pain, I'm, nah. Paris can't see me cry. She can't see these tears come out. I'm going to hold it in. Like, no. like You know what I'm saying? And it comes with everything. Like, whether it be physically or emotionally, it's okay for us to be human and feel what we feel. And that's what it comes down to. It's okay to feel what we feel. And um, like I said, I think we're we're making progress. And I always tell people this, like, it doesn't have to be, like, on a podcast. Like, start with your friends. Like, you know, like I did. Like, start with your friends in the living room. Like, yo, bro, how was your week? Oh, how was your day? How are you feeling? You know, like, in the beginning, it might be a little awkward because you're not used to having those kind of conversations. Right. But the more you talk about it, the more you open up about it, you never know. That person might not, op not might, might open up as well. Hearing you open up might allow them to open up, too. Or you just asking the question. And sometimes, straight up, we just don't ask the questions. Like, we just don't ask somebody how they're doing or checking. Like, it's very, like, quick. How you doing? You good? All right, I'm good. Okay, yeah. Boom. Next next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's never, like, and I get it. Like, if we're passing by and we work in a place and we don't really know each other that well and we don't have that kind of relationship, that's different. I'm talking about people that you love, people that you care about. That you care about, that you, yeah. That you, you know, that you talk about, that you talk with all the time. That's a different type of relationship. And those are people you should definitely check in always. It's so, so important. And that is key. If you share something personal and vulnerable about yourself, mm -hmm. people will automatically feel comfortable to start talking about themselves. That is actually my secret on how I get people to open up to me. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Paris secrets unlocked. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but that is how you connect with people. Though. Of course, I agree hundred percent. I don't like small talk, so I can't do the superficial questions. Yeah, same, 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 same. I, I can't do that. So in order for me, if I expect someone to tell me something about their life, I need to be able to express something about my life. Right. You know, so that's something that I've learned. You have to give something first if you want to, mm-hmm. if you really want a connection with someone. If you don't really care about a connection with someone or you don't care about that's, that person, that's... then it is what it is. You know, like it's just like, all right, whatever. Right. I think that's what it comes down to. And I think that um, it's important, like the people in your life and the people that you that you see every day. Like I said, people that you work with, right? Y'all may not have that relationship. So if y'all don't have that relationship, I'm not saying like if I see somebody that somebody you work with and they're sad, you could be like, hey, are you okay? You're doing all right? That's, that's you just being a good human being. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? But like not everyone is going to be, like I feel like sometimes people hear this and they feel like they feel like they want to ask everybody now. Like everybody, people they don't really know that well, just everybody <laughs> like check in with me. Like, they don't know you like that. So if they don't like. If they don't know you, yeah, they're no not going to feel comfortable. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, like, people have to, like, feel, like you said, like, they have to feel you and understand you and get to know you to really have these kind of conversations. That's why I always say start with the people closest to you. Like, you know, like, when I when I talk to other dudes and be like, yo, how do you feel so comfortable talking about this? Da, da, da. And I tell them, I'm like, listen, it's because, like, at the end of the day, I'm comfortable with who I am, right? That's number one, because it starts with you. <laughs> and also, like, at the, at the end of the day, like, I tell people, it doesn't have to be, like, on this big old platform. You don't have to have an Instagram page talking about it, about your life. Just talk with the people, with with the with your brother, with your father, with your cousin, whoever, the men in your life that you feel close to you. Just start that conversation with them. You never know where it could go. You never know who needs to have a platform that could be your your living room just talking. Like you never know who needs that. And yeah. that, that could be their that could be their studio right there. That could be their. It don't mics, nothing involved, but y'all having an episode right then and there in the living room. Yeah, it's true. I was actually waiting for my uh, rear and front dash cam and my car to be installed. Mm-hmm. So I was waiting in the waiting area at Best Buy. And there was this, um, like, he told me, I think he was 86 years old. Wow. This man that was waiting for his car to be finished. So they were working on his first, and then they were going to work on mine. So I was waiting for his car to be finished so they could start working on mine. And I just started having a conversation. He said something to me about the car, and we just went back and forth. Next thing you know, it was like 45 minutes had passed. And I was deep in conversation. He was telling me pretty much, like, his whole life story and everything. Um, I, this was in Long Island at the time. Um, it was like a couple of weeks ago. And um, when he stood up, when his car was finished, he stood up and he said, I just really want to say thank you for talking to me. And for me, it was just like, I'm here waiting anyways. So, and I like to talk a lot. <laughs> so for me, for me, it was just a regular conversation. Right. Because just killing time, waiting for this man's car to finish so that I could have my car be worked on. But for him, it seemed like it meant a lot more. Because he probably, I realized then, like, oh, he's 86. Mm-hmm. You know, and he mentioned, like, his daughters live, like, across the United States. States. Um, I was like, and his wife had just passed away recently. I'm like, he probably doesn't have many people to talk to, right? You know, and I like, I didn't, I didn't think of that. Like for me, it was nothing. It was just like, oh, I'm just here talking to somebody because I like to do that. And for him, it seemed like it meant a lot because yeah. he had to point it out and said, thank you so much for talking to me before he got in his car. I could see that, and I, and to be honest, like men don't have a space to have those kind of conversations or talk. Period. Like because when you think about a man, right? And this is me just speaking for myself, right? As a man, if you don't have a relationship with your boys to talk, then who are you really talking to about anything, right? Because it's different. Like when men talk to women, most of the time it's to pursue them in a romantic way, right? Right? Like I'm not saying that men and women can't have a conversation. Me and you are having a conversation right now, which is cool. But I'm saying is for the most part, the majority men when they when they having a conversation with a woman is to pursue them romantically. When you're pursuing a woman romantically, you're not gonna be like, yeah, my darkest moments was back in the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> And I saw the light within me. And when I saw the light, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what you're saying. I mean, saying. I feel like you should have those conversations <laughs> no, that, that, yes, eventually. Eventually, they will come out. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> let's say that you reach out to pursue somebody and now this person shuts you down and you're rejected. You know what I'm saying? Like, men are rejected a lot. You know, and I'm not saying here to play the little violin for men or whatever the case may be because <laughs> we know what it is. What I'm saying is that's the part of the reason why... Um, Men's mental health is what it is because of all that, because they feel like they don't have a space. But what I say is, if you build a relationship within yourself and your boys and solid your boys, then you at least have that space to have those kind right, of and express yourself. Right. And you have that because then if you don't even have that with your boys and then you're pursuing that, your only uh, 
relationship or conversations you have with women is when you're pursuing them and it's romantically, then you don't really have an outlet to express yourself in that kind of way. You know, like, and then you have a 86-year-old man, which I'm sure it's also because he's 86 years old. Maybe he doesn't have too many conversations anymore, like you said, because of his age. But I'm sure there's many men out there from all types of ages. You ask him, yo, when's the last time you had a real conversation? Like a real conversation. You don't have to think about it. When's the last time I had a real conversation? Maybe with the girl I was like five years ago. We had a long relationship <laughs> and it was a long, you know, like it was a long yeah. relationship. So she got to know me really well. After that, who do you have a, who do you have a really, real conversation with? Like it's sad when you think about it, right? Like, no, it is. <laughs> I'm here thinking because I see, I guess for me, I'm a, I'm a girl. Right. So all me and my girlfriends do is talk about how we're feeling. Right. So <laughs> we literally it. wake up and the first thing I text like my best friend Linda this morning was like, hey, how are you feeling? You know, it was literally, it wasn't right. even like good morning, nothing. It was like 9.05 a.m., how are you feeling? You know, and then we go into this like whole deep conversation of how we're both feeling. Mm-hmm. And we, this is just my, for me, this is normal with all my friends. Yeah. You know, so I didn't realize. And I have a lot of guy friends. Yeah. So I, my guy friends will talk to me about how they're feeling and I talk to them about how they're feeling. But I didn't realize that like man to man, like they, you guys don't really communicate not like, like that. Not like that. No, like, I'm like going back to like the story, but from last night, from, from the guy from Astoria, right? Maybe that was. The first time in how many years they had a real conversation. That's why it hit him. That's why it impacted so much. Because he actually yeah. was able to express himself. You spoke to him, back to him. Who knows how many years it had been before that man had a real conversation. No, that's true. To that's last, true. finally let out and feel what it is that he's going through. Just feel heard. Right. So I think that um, it, it's just like a lot of things go into it. But starts with you. Like you want you gotta want to have those real conversations in order for <laughs> for them to happen. Like you know what I'm saying. But yeah, I kind of yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that guys get rejected a lot yeah. uh, by women. So do you feel like that also plays a part sometimes and like them feeling maybe like insecure or like they're not good enough? Yeah, it, it plays or... a, it plays a huge part because men get rejected, but men don't talk about when they get rejected. Because they got no one to talk to about it. No, and also because that's not a man thing to do. Like, the man thing to do is be like, the man thing to do, the society says, I'm putting air quotes, y'all. Y'all can't see me, but <laughs> yeah, it's he air, is quotes. Doing air quotes. The man thing to do is to be like, yo, I bag shorty in the club. We da, 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 da. That's the man thing to do. Right. The man thing to do is not like, yo, <laughs> I went to the club and all 10 girls that asked to dance with me, they're not dancing with me, bro. <laughs> Nobody is saying that to their boys. <laughs> So you so you get rejected you get rejected but then you don't even talk about the rejection and then it's just rejection multiply 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 and you're not even talking about it but you're just talking about what you got you talking about like you know what I'm saying like that. that's real life that's real life though you laughing but that's real life no I know I know it just sounded really funny uh, guys I'm being dead serious <laughs> this is what it is though like it's it's like when you think about rejection rejection's not a good feeling. No, it's not. Right? No matter what it is, whether it be rejection from a partner, whether it be rejection from from the opposite sex, somebody you're pursuing, family rejection, whatever. Rejection is not a positive thing. So think about, like, all the times dudes are rejected time and time again. They don't talk about it. No one talks about it. You don't ever talk about, yo, yeah, I went went to the club last night, bro. I asked 10 girls to dance with me. None of them wanted to dance with me. None of them, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened. Nobody says that. I it's don't the, know how I could have done it better. Right. It's, all the way, it's, it's more like, yo, I went to the club. There's a shorty. She was looking like this. She was looking like that. She was looking like it's always. It's always like I'm this. I'm the man. Do you the think man. they lie sometimes, man? Of course, about everybody lies. Everybody their, lies. Men lie. Women lie. Everybody lies. That's true. <laughs> but about stuff like that, then yeah, it's almost like when men catcall. Like, who are we catcalling for? Think about that for a second. I'm in a group of dudes right here. You walk by and I holler at you. First off, if you pay any attention to me, then you're not the one. Because I'm around with five dudes and I'm calling at you and I'm whistling at you and you're paying attention to me, you shouldn't be paying attention to me, right? Second of all, you choose to impress the dudes around you, again, to build yourself up. Like, you won't talk about I getting... I never thought about you, that. You won't talk about getting rejected, but you will do that to impress your boys. Like, catcalling isn't cool. I think catcalling is whack. So, if you, yo, fellas out there listening, if you catcall, do better. <laughs> it's not the way to go about it. But um, I think that when you think about catcalling, you think about trying to get a girl's attention, it's not even about the girl. It's about, look, yes. at, look at me. I'm cool. Or I'm this. You can see I'm proving my manhood to you, bro, because I'm going after this girl. That's what that is. I never knew that. That's what it is, Paris. <laughs> I never knew that. I always thought it was about the girl. It's not 
<laughs> if it was about the girl, then you leave your boys behind and you step out of that and you have a conversation and you go talk to her. Because right. see, first of all, she's taking you serious, and and you now you see that you she's she'll see that you're taking her serious because you're not making this big deal. Like yeah, girls already feel uncomfortable walking or walking by five. If it's five yeah, dudes and you walking by yourself, like you, you know, someone's probably gonna say something. I mean, let me cross the street or something like that, right? So you kind of leaving that, going, you know, having that conversation with her, making it kind of low key instead of making it like this big show. That's how you go about it. You don't go about it now, yo, mommy, <laughs> yo, mommy, like, yo, yeah, like everybody, like, yo, nah, you don't like me anyways, or so whatever, like, you like me anyways, like, come on, bro. Like, it's not even about the girl at that point. You're just trying to prove your manhood because you feel so insecure within yourself that you feel like you have to prove yourself to your boys. And if you feel like you're around people like that, then those aren't really your people. If you feel like you have to prove yourself to people all the time, then, first of all, that's a you issue. But then the people around you shouldn't be around you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like They probably cause some sense of, like, insecurity. Of course. For you to feel like you have to do that. Of course. And I grew up around beginning. men. I grew up around men that was catcalling all the time. Like, that's what I grew up seeing. Whether I went to DR, whether I was here, that's what... It was catcalling all the time. But for me, it was never that. Like, I, I don't know. I never even... I've never... <laughs> I've never even done that. I've never even done that. And, like... It, it's part of me just being me who I am, but like I always felt to myself like I don't need to. Why? Why am I doing that? Like oh, that's stupid. And then when somebody does it around me, I'm like, bro, I will. I'm like, don't ever <laughs> yeah. be around me ever again, bro. Like, <laughs> 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 right, right, what you doing, bro? Like, shut up. <laughs> so you should be like, yo, bro, what are you doing? Like, you need to do that. I, I'm like, I've been around dudes like sometimes dudes that I don't know like that. Like they maybe like they just somebody else's people. Then they do something like that. I'm like. I'm like, I'm like, bro, you don't need to do that in front of me. Like, like if you want to go talk to her, go talk to her. If not, like that's it. cut it out, bro. Like, I'm not here for the show. Enough. This is corny. It's whack. I don't know. That's just me. Y'all, how do you feel as a woman when, when men catcall? Oh, yeah. Episode 7 of my <laughs> podcast is actually you, called Catcalling. There you go. Boom. I, <laughs> that's how I feel. I did a whole podcast on it. Uh-huh. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. All right. It's so. very uncomfortable. I find it disrespectful. Because like you said, if you don't give them the attention, then they get angry and then they start, like, cursing at you. Mm-hmm. At least that was my experience growing up in Washington Heights. Yeah. You know, and it's been a lot of my friends' experiences, too. But just know that when it happens, it's not even about you. It's about an insecure dude trying to prove himself to his boys. That's, I did not know that. So that, now I feel like I'm going to look at it differently. Fun fact. It's all perspective. <laughs> you learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. All right. So you had mentioned earlier that you go to schools. And you talk to kids. Yeah, of course. So tell us a little bit about that because I feel like I already know the story, but I feel like what you said was amazing. What you do is amazing. Yeah, I think it's important to to be the representation for the youth. You know, I see myself as as a Dominican born and raised in New York City. You know, knowing, knowing the ins and outs of the city, knowing how the city moves, knowing kind of music the kids listen to, knowing how they dress, knowing how they move. I think for me, it's my responsibility to kind of school them and be that person to to teach them about themselves, to boost their self-esteem, to motivate them, to teach them about their mental health. And, you know, like, I'm not a mental health professional, but you don't need to be a mental health professional to, to, to boost somebody's self-esteem, to give them confidence, to make them feel good about themselves. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's when I when I go to these schools and they look at me, you know, they, they see themselves in me. You know, and I think that's why I connect with them so well. You know, they look at me, they see that I've been, you know, at first I show a little clip of me being on the news and they're right away like, oh, like, who's this guy, <laughs> right? Like, who's this guy on the news, right? Because, you know, kids are so like, they see you on TV, they're like, what's going they get on? Excited. Right, they get somebody excited. somebody big. They're like, oh my God, who's this? You know, but I think, I think what, what connects with me with them the most is the fact that they see themselves in me. They see somebody who may be from their neighborhood, somebody who may be their father, their cousin, their uncle, their big brother. And that's why when I go to speak to them at these schools, I have their full attention. You know, they're like, when are you going to come back? You know, they always ask when I come back. You know, I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know, like, and I'm like, I'm always like, you know, talk to your teacher, talk to your principal. I'll be back. (laughs) I'll be back next year, next school year, you know. But like, I think that um, talking to the kids at the school is definitely, um, it's shown me a lot, you know, and it's shown me the importance of how powerful our voices could be in our communities. And I think sometimes we forget about our communities. Like, you know, like, I could be talking to this person, that person. I have people that follow me from Australia, from Italy, from all over Europe that I've met through my mental health journey. But if I'm not giving it back to where I'm from, back to where I'm still at, then what am I doing? 
you know, and that's why that's why I started going to the schools. I'm like, these kids need this. They need that. And I went to the first school, and at the end, they were really, you know, I left them with, like, I had them, like, repeat after me. You know, you are strong. You are strong. <laughs> <laughs> right? You believe in myself. I believe in myself. You know, like, they, they're so passionate about it. Like, they, they were saying it and feeling it and believing it. And that's what I want them. And I tell them every morning when you wake up, after you brush your teeth or while you're brushing your teeth, say that, say that to yourself. Say it to yourself. That's how you start your day every single morning. And when you start your day every single morning, the math test might be hard, but you know you're going to do your best. That English test might be hard writing, but it, you know you'll do your best. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, you know, that, I think that it's so important for, like, the youth to have that confidence, especially our youth. You know, like, I, I hold them close to my heart. And I feel like it's important because I see myself and I see myself in them too. I was once that kid in that auditorium. Only I didn't have somebody who looked like me talking to me. It was a guy in a suit. Why it was just like, oh, here goes this guy again about talking to me <laughs> about some something that you know what I'm saying. Like it just shut me down. So I think that it's important that we use our experiences to be able to break cycles in our communities and in our cultures because we have the we have the ability to do that. And I'm an example of that. We have the ability to do that. Do you reach out to the schools, or they reach out to you? Um. They reached out to me. Uh, okay. I reached out to one school. The, fir- the first school I reached out, it was like a mutual thing. Um, but then after that, it was different schools that reached out to me. You know, like um, now in 2024, I have some schools that have reached out. We're just waiting to, it's going to be more towards like the end of the school year. Just because, you know, like, of course, the testing, the test going on, like they're more like getting ready for that kind of stuff. But once we get to like the springtime, especially when it's Mental Health Awareness Month, I have a few visits coming up for different schools. Okay, and nice. I'm, and I'm looking forward to that for sure. Have you heard of the book Think and Grow Rich? Thinking, it sounds familiar. It's a very popular book. Yeah. Very popular, right? I'll save you the 20 bucks. <laughs> the whole yes. purpose of the book, <laughs> 250 something pages. Mm-hmm. All it's trying to drill into your head is that if you believe in yourself, you can attain anything. That's what I'll be saying. And people are paying $20 to read 250 pages. Just And it's just exactly what you were telling those kids to repeat, pretty much. If you believe in yourself, you can reach anything that's why it says think and grow rich so if you believe in yourself you believe that you can attain it you can see yourself attaining mm-hmm. whatever goal you have you will get there uh, i believe and in that's that. what everybody lacks everybody stops themselves because they're scared fear yeah. mm. fear stops them that's, right that's so true like everybody's like yo people make excuses of things that stop them but you stop yourself right you stop yourself most people i read something that said most people dreams stop when they tell somebody what they want to do like let's say I tell you Paris, right? Like Paris, for 2024, I'm gonna go to Europe and spread mental health awareness. And you'd be like, "What? That's crazy! You're gonna do that? If I didn't believe in myself, now my dream is shut down." Right. Because somebody, I'm like, "Damn, she don't even. But she, she thinks it's not gonna work. Maybe it won't work. Maybe it won't work. Maybe I am thinking too far right. ahead. Right. Like maybe I'm just getting ahead of myself. Maybe I'm not ready yet. Yeah. Maybe I should do this in 2026. But and if, then 2026 comes and you pull it, push it back to 2029. But if you believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you've already envisioned yourself in Europe. I already envisioned myself in Europe. I already envisioned myself talking in schools. Everything that I've everything that I've done this past year in 2023, I already envisioned Paris. When I tell you I already envisioned, I already see it. Like I already practiced it in the bathroom. I already did it after my shower, talking to the kids. I did that <laughs> before I even did it. Like I, I, I envisioned like it. So but you have to believe, like you said, you have to believe in yourself. It's the only way that things happen. When you believe in yourself, you are truly unstoppable. No matter what anybody says to you, no matter what anybody does to you, you are so locked in into that you believe in yourself and so focused that nothing will stop you from going after what you're going after. Nothing. And I think it's also key not to tell anyone, not even your closest friends. Right. Sometimes the people closest to you are the ones that will not believe in you. Shut you they down. They will not support you. You know, none of my, a lot of my family, family members and friends never supported me. I've mm-hmm. done a lot of things. I've done the Trendy Box, which was a business that I had. Now one person followed it and one person shared a post. I've done um, another page that I had. Not one person followed it either or shared. And now Paris, I've been uh, threatening them that if they don't follow my page or post it. <laughs> we will have some problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to see me knocking on your door. <laughs> but if I were not being, uh, if I wasn't forcing it on them, <laughs> then they wouldn't have done it either. So that's when you have a dream. You kind of have to, like you said, envision it, believe it, and kind of keep it to yourself. And mm-hmm. us as humans i feel like we all want to share and talk 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 yeah. talk um but let the action talk for itself right 
you know, like kind of try to hold it in, everything that you're doing, just mm-hmm. be secretive about it right. if you can. Um, and only because other people's opinions will affect you if you're not 100% there where you believe in yourself. If you're a little doubtful, yeah. there's that one little seed of it's doubt in your grow. head and somebody says, oh, I think what you're doing is crazy, mm-hmm. you're never going to do it. Right. I agree. Um, I agree with that 100%. I think, I think it's also getting to know, like, the people around you. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for my support system and the people around me that support me 110%. And for me, everybody's support is different. Like, my boys aren't that big on social media. So, I, you know, like, I understand when they don't, like, fully. I know they support me and they love what I do because we have conversations and we talk. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't take it like, oh, yo, my, yo, bro, how come you didn't share my post, bro? How come you didn't share my... Like, bro, they're like, yo, Jose, first off, you post a video every single day, my boy. Like, <laughs> I was going to every single day. I'm not even on Instagram like that. You know what I'm saying? But, like, but, <laughs> but like, I think that it's also, underst- also, it's important to understand, like, to have, it's important to have a support system around you. When you have a, when you understand the support system around you, it, it helps you also understand the kind of support that you're getting from people, right? There's people that every single day, no matter what I post, they share it. Every single day, they share it. No matter what it is, they share it. Some people that I know real life, some people that I've never even met in real life, they do it every single day. People that I see every single day or that I see every single weekend, they don't share it. They don't ever share it. But when they see me, they go, yo, Jose, what you posted on Tuesday, I felt that, bro. So for me, that's a share. For me, that's a support. For me, that's right. like, yo, I see you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I'm not talking about people that just act like you don't you don't exist because there's people like that, too. They act like you don't exist. They won't share your stuff just out of envy or out of whatever the case is. They wouldn't even talk about it. Right, they wouldn't even talk about it. They wouldn't even ask you anything it's like, about it's, it. It's like it doesn't exist. Like it's a part of your life that does not happen. <laughs> right, and there's people like that. Like, shout out to my cousin who's like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but like with him, now nah, I move different. Like, you know what I'm saying? I move yeah. different with you because like you don't. you feel that energy. Right, like I feel like the energy of just like, sometimes it feels good to hear somebody say, yo, bro, good job. Yo, I like what you're doing. Especially from somebody who's close to you. So I understand what you were saying from that, from your family and stuff like that. Because that's definitely something for me that if you have enough time to send me some funny-ass video about something, that, like some corny video that you think is funny, but you can't freaking tell me about or like, And I know you watch my stuff and you see my story and you, I know you're seeing it. Then at that point, you just, you're moving funny and I, the energy is just off. Yeah. And the thing is that sometimes those people are the ones that want your support when they're starting something. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's so true. It's like, yo, so like, I'm like... <laughs> It's like really, bro. I'm like you, out of all people. <laughs> now, yeah, you're where begging. have you been? I'm sorry. Where were you? Now you want me to do what for you? No, 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 no. Oh, That's not how it works. Oh my god, it's so um, true. Yeah, but uh, we had another question. Shoot. Um, they say, when is the right time to consider speaking to a therapist? Mm. So I know we spoke about how you have to want to have to start doing the work with yourself. Mm-hmm. But then what if whatever you're trying to do, like, what if you need help? Like you yeah. said, that support system. Like of what course. if they don't have someone to talk about it with, like their boys or family members or other friends or coworkers, and they can't, they're just in their head too much and they just themselves can't get themselves out of it. Like at what point should they go see a therapist? You know, like I said, I'm not a mental health professional, but I think therapy is not for everybody. It all depends on what it is. But I think that if you have the means and you have the insurance to do it, it's therapy is almost like dating. It's like you go see a therapist, you meet the therapist, and maybe that therapist is not the one for you. But it doesn't mean therapy is not for you. Try and meet another therapist and see how it goes. And I'm only saying that if you feel like you need that help because maybe you don't have the support system or somebody like, like I have my support system. When I sit on the couch with my boys and we talk, that's like therapy to me. Right. That's it's therapeutic for me. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their own therapeutic ways to go about things. But sometimes you do you do need a therapist, a therapist, right? You need to go to therapy. So I think it's really getting to know yourself and also like understanding that some people go to therapy one time. They're like, oh no, she's not. Maybe that wasn't a therapist for you. Yeah. There's a there's millions of therapists that come from all different kind of places. Um, that identify as different genders. So it's up to you to really just kind of decide who's the person that works for you. You know, when it comes to that. And um, there's so many layers to therapy and, you know, like it's something that's talked upon so many times and it's also something that's stigmatized also as well. So I can understand like why people wouldn't want to go to therapy um, because it's labeled as like a crazy thing. Right. Or like going to therapist, going to a therapist. He's crazy. You know, he's losing his mind. But I think at the same time, it's like if you really want the help and you feel like you need the help, then that's the way you should go. You know, that's the that's the route you should go, especially if you feel like you have no support. And like you said, we live in a big city. We're just talking about New York City, and there's a lot of people that are alone here. A lot. There's a lot of people that are right now, right now, in a bar, surrounded by mad people. And they're by themselves. And they're, they're lonely. And they're that's alone. me. That's me all the time. <laughs> 
time. Stop. You and me right now. You're not lonely. Come on. Cut it out, Paris. What are you talking about? <laughs> I spent many nights at bars by myself. Actually, I was actually by myself on Friday. A little hookah spot by myself. But that that was a personal choice. I like right. to write. Okay. And I don't like, I can't write at home. So I have to be somewhere with but music. There's, to people, be able there's to write. people, though, that will invite people to go out to do something. 10 people with them, but they're still alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, they do it to kind of like. That's to, deep right there. Right, to feel like, oh, yeah, I'm with people. But down deep, they're really alone. They're really lonely. They don't really have anybody. They're just with those people. That for that moment, they feel like, yeah, I have people. When they go home that night and they wake up the next morning, they're probably sad as hell. There's people in relationships that are alone and right. that feel alone. Right. Because they don't have that connection with their partner or that space to be able to openly express themselves. Right. Or whatever issues that, whatever troubles they're having too. Yeah. So that's also something that's pretty sad. Definitely. You know, but to go back to the question, like I said, um, as far as therapy, that's something that has to be a personal choice. And it starts with you. Like I've been saying, everything starts with you. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> going to be the name of this podcast then. <laughs> I want the, it I want, starts I want, with you. I want the U in caps, though. Y-O-U in caps. Okay, Everything starts that's with fine. you. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it before, and I was like, all right, that's going to be the name. Because he's already said it a few times. That's it. That's the name. Um, so I have one more question. What is the biggest misconception about mental health that you would like to dispel? Man, I think the biggest misconception, well, one of the biggest is that it's a sign of weakness. And I think that... um especially when it comes to men. And I, the reason I speak to men's mental health is because I'm a man, so I can relate more. I'm not going to speak about women's mental health because I'm not a woman and I don't, I can't identify as the feelings y'all go through and stuff that y'all go through. Doesn't it, I mean, it doesn't mean that men and women don't go through similar things or something, we can go through the same exact thing because we can, but I speak from my point of view as a man. And I think that um, the biggest misconception and the thing that's really the main like thing that's that's stopping us from being able to, to express ourselves is this thing where we feel like, we lose manhood if we express ourselves or we express any type of mental health or we express anything that we're going through. We feel like we lose that. And I feel like I still see that. Like, I still see people talking about like, oh, like there was this dude that said, um, there was this dude that said, oh, you should, you should don't ever be vulnerable to a partner because you're supposed to be a leader. You're supposed to be a king. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be that. Blah, 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 bro. There's a lot of that on Instagram. You know what it is, man? At the end of the day. I tell people this all the time. Paris, I preach positivity. I preach love. I preach that. But I'm still a protector. I'm still a leader. Something with to happen right now, I got you. If I got to take somebody <laughs> down right now, I got them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell people that all the time. Like, it's not, it doesn't take away from me being a protector. It doesn't take away from me being a leader. If anything, it makes me a better man. Because I'm able to have those qualities of a man to be a protector and be a leader. But now I'm also to be able to express myself when I need to in a healthy way. So dudes out there, it doesn't make you weak to express yourself. It makes you strong and it makes you a, a well-rounded man, a better-rounded man that's, that's able to have better relationships with yourself and with other people because you're able to express yourself in a healthy way. You don't need to get drunk to express yourself. You don't need to go on drugs to express yourself. You're able to do it just because you get to know yourself and you're able to do it. And you have to trust within yourself and the person you're talking to. But I think that that's the biggest misconception is people feel like if a man is in touch, I'm, there's, I'm sure there's so many people on Instagram think I'm soft, right? They think I'm soft. Like, oh, <laughs> here comes Jose. You think I'm soft until you meet me. Like, when you meet me, you'll see that I'm not soft. Like, in that sense. Like, I lead, I protect, but I lead with love also. You know what I'm saying? Like, I lead with love. I give people that space to lead with love, whether it be a man, a woman, or whatever, whatever it may be. I always lead with love. But once I see that it's not, the love isn't felt or the love isn't given back, then at that point, that positive love, I'm still positive. I'm still going that way, but I'm distancing myself from that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that that's what it comes down to. And it's unfortunate, but I'm just hoping that the brothers out there, fellas out there listening to this, and they, they understand that, that, like, expressing yourself is not a weakness. It's a strength, and it really makes you a better man. You know, and um, for me, I feel like it's made me a better person being being able to do that. I feel like me being able to have this conversation and sit down with you, right? I feel like that's something that's powerful to me. I'm able to express myself, and you're able to see, learn different sides of a man, and learn how we able to, to express myself. There's a, there's a woman that's gonna be listening to this, being like, "Damn, men can really express themselves like that. They can really, gonna be shocked. They can really talk about it like that. Yeah, we can. We can." And, and we're going to do better. You know, we're going to do better. But all I ask from, from women is to give us that space and opportunity to do that without judging. That's all. Do women usually judge? Because I'm the type that's always like, no, I, tell me how's your day. No, when? No, I, Why are you upset? I, you know, I, like that's, that's, but I'm also very nurturing. Yeah, I think it comes from both ways. Like, because at the end of the day, like the cultures are the same, the same way there's mothers that raise boys that tell them not to cry. 
Right. Right? Right. There's yeah. women that raise boys that tell them, don't wash dishes. That's a woman's job. Don't cook. That's a woman's supposed to do that for you. There's, I'm talking about there's single moms that have raised boys that have that right. mentality. Like, it wasn't even a man that raised them. They have that mentality. So it's something that's culture. It's something that's societal. Like, it's not just, like, you are that way, which is beautiful. Stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> Nurturing and understanding. We're giving whoever it is that you're talking to that space. But it doesn't come like that all the time. Like, there's women that don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that from you. Like, you'll be a man. Toughen up, bro. Like, what do you mean? Why are you crying? Why are you, why are you telling me how you feel? Oh, wow. Okay. So if, if someone's telling you that, once again, like, what does it come back to? But, again, it's a strength, not a weakness. And I think that's the biggest misconception. If you're, like, a man that expresses himself, is considered weak or soft. Listen, y'all call me soft. Or simp, which is a new yeah, word. I just learned soft. that word, like, two weeks ago. So what the hell is a simp? Then someone explained it to me, and I was just like, what? I mean, listen, I was a kid in junior high school. I used to get in fights all the time because <laughs> I don't let nobody push me around. And still as a grown-ass man, I'm still not letting nobody push me around. I leave with love, but I'm not letting nobody push me around. Right. And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And I'm not going to let nobody also hurt anybody else that I'm with that I care about and that I love. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's a misconception. Just because you leave with love or you are, you are your mental health and you speak about your feelings, it doesn't mean that you're a punk. It doesn't mean that you, someone's going to punk you or you're, you're okay with people just stepping over you. You only... People that step, people that have taken, people that have taken advantage of me, is because I allowed you to take advantage of me. Because now I know who you are as a person. Right. Now I know who you are. Thank you for showing me who you are. You tried to take advantage of me. You took advantage of me in whatever way you think you th- you thought you did, but you just taught me a lesson. You did me a favor because now I know who you are as a person. So now you're deleted, and that's it. <laughs> that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like. I, I think it's funny because I'm hearing you talk, and it's like for us women, it's like the complete opposite, right? So like uh, us seeing a therapist or us expressing how we feel mm. is like normalized. Mm-hmm. However, us standing up for ourselves and getting out of that feminine energy and not letting others push us around, that's when it's like, oh, what are you doing? Right. Why are you acting like a man? You know? And I think it's like we have different struggles mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, I still, I am a woman and I want to be viewed as a woman. Right. I was like, but why should I let, you know, someone uh, talk down to me? Or why should I let someone push me around? Or why can I say, no, I don't want to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, these are my boundaries. So it's like uh, it's like real awakening. I'm being really honest right now. Like, it's awakening to hear, like, how different it is for for the genders, for yeah. the different genders. You know, because for women, it's just like, we all go to therapy, you know? Right. And it's like, we push each other to go to therapy, whereas mm. you guys don't. Um, you guys are supposed to maintain, be tough. Right. I'm doing the air quotes, too, you know? <laughs> but for us, if it's like, if we show any signs of toughness... Then we are, uh, what's the term that I'm looking for? Oh, my God. What's the term that I'm looking for? We are, I get it. They tell it to me all the time. If you're what? If we're tough, if we uh-huh. show any signs of toughness, yeah, then we're feminist. Okay, right? okay, yeah, yeah, feminist, yeah, yeah, The word feminist has a negative connotation. Right, like you're anti-men. Right, like you're automatically a men-hater, you're a feminist, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. Only because I have boundaries and I'm not going to let you talk to me like that, all of a sudden I'm X, Y, and Z. Right. So for us it's like a different struggle because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, how do I exert my boundaries and my respect without being labeled this way because I am really not, you know? I am, I think men belong, like, on a pedestal, the right men, right? If you're in a relationship, like, you have a, you're with somebody, your partner, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be your king. Right. You know, you take care of him, and in return, you're his queen, and mm-hmm. he's supposed to show you the same type of care and love. Right. And obviously, there's just, like, different ways mm-hmm. the man protects and the woman nurtures. Um, and I'm all for that. But when you meet the wrong people... And then you have to become tough yeah. because just like, no, what are you doing? That's not that's not how this goes. Right. Then all of a sudden you're a feminist and a hater. Yeah. You know, you hate men and this is why you're single and you're going to die alone, you know, because. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, I it's get true. it told all the time. Right. People tell me, how old are you? I'm like 39. Oh, you're so beautiful. Why are you single? You're either crazy, you hate men, you don't know how to treat a man. I'm just like, it's none of those reasons. I was like, absolutely none of those reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, but then uh, for you guys, it's like the opposite. It's like if you express how you feel. And actually, when my friend was here, uh, Mercado, in the podcast that we did, Transparency, he has an amazing relationship with his wife. Mm -hmm. And it's because he's able to express himself. And when they have conflicts, he listens to her and then she listens back to him. Mm -hmm. And then they work together as a team. And if he feels a certain way and he has to cry, he has no problem crying in front of her. And she doesn't think any less of him for that. 
That's beautiful. Right? And because of that, their bond is amazing. And they have a very beautiful family. That's beautiful. You know? And I feel like, yeah, a lot. We both genders have a lot to learn. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you said, the most important part, one of the most important things about communication is listening. And I think people like people think communication, they think talking, right? They think like just having a talk, talk, right? Express yourself, which is important, but also listening to yourself and then listening to what other people have to say as well. So listening and working on those things. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like if you tell your boy, hey, what you did the other day, I didn't like the way that made me feel. Right. And if he says, all right, cool, I'm so sorry about it. And then he goes again and starts repeating it. Mm-hmm. You know, although you do have to have patience, sometimes people don't. It takes time. It takes time. They're not going to change or stop their behavior, which is even, that's something that I had to learn as a mom. I will tell my daughter, I already told you not to do this. Why are you doing it again? You know, and it's just like she's human. <laughs> you know, it's going to take time for her to learn not to mm-hmm. do it again. Right. You know, so I can't just like punish her every single time she does it because yeah. punishment is a negative reinforcement. Right. So it's going to create some negative emotions within her, which she's it's, she's probably going to rebel, which is what happened. And that's how I learned that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to be patient. Yeah. You know, so I'm just going to repeat it again. Hey, I really love when you do this instead. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, I don't like when you do that. Right. It's I changed my wording. It's like, I really love, like, let's say she leaves the room a mess or left the room a mess. Mm-hmm. Before, I used to be like, oh, the room is a mess. You need to clean it up. Why are you so messy? And I'm just like yelling at her, right? And then I started changing my phrasing. And I'm like, I really love when you clean the room. Mm. It makes it feel so nice in here. And it looks beautiful. And then because that's a positive word that I'm using, she would right away get up and start cleaning. It makes you a know, big Because difference. it makes her feel like... <gasps> This is going to make her happy. Right. You know, it makes her feel like, oh, I'm doing something. Doing something and good. that's how you have to. Like when I'm in a relationship mm-hmm. or when I'm dealing even with like a friend, if they're doing something, I'll be like, hey, this made me feel this way. But I really love if you did this instead. Mm-hmm. You know, and just using that one word, love, it makes a huge difference. That's so I, I agree with you 100%. That's so important. Yeah. Positive reinforcements. Yep. Definitely. I think that, um, I said I feel like when you lead with love and positivity, I feel like that's that's the way you can you can correct correct behaviors or correct or express yourself without take, bringing somebody down. You right. know what I'm saying? Like and that, but that starts also with you. Like and you understanding that about yourself. Cuz if you do that, then you will know yourself that yo, I make mistakes too. Right, exactly. I make mistakes too, so and people I'm, have to be accountable. Right. A lot of people <laughs> want to go around blaming others everything going on in their lives and sometimes like you said it starts with you you gotta be like okay what am i doing true that starts with you (laughs) (laughs) so we're at the end of the podcast so is there anything else you would want to say before we say our goodbyes um no i just want to thank you for sharing your platform with me and having me on your podcast um it means a lot um you didn't have to stalk me to get me here (laughs) but (laughs) i'm happy you stalked me to get me here (laughs) Um, but I think that it's important to have these conversations. You know, I think it's it's dope that um as a woman you were able to give me the space to, to express myself. And um I think that, that it's super dope and I think it's gonna impact a lot of people out there listening. And I think that also anybody out there listening, you know, like I like I said earlier in the episode, you know, believe in yourself, you know, whatever it is that you wanna do, whatever it is that you wanna go after, it starts with you, like truly. Like I know I was we were laughing about it, but it really all starts with you when you believing in yourself. Don't let nobody stop you, don't let nobody kill your dreams, your goals, whatever it is that you wanna get after. Don't let nobody stop you. You know, because at the end of the day, if you believe in it, um, it will happen. It may not happen tomorrow. It may happen next week, but it will happen if you believe in it and you put in the work. And and I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. I believe that, you know, you got to believe in yourself, put in the work. It's a little luck involved, too, in everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, the right pieces fall into place. But it all starts with you believing in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, none of that matters. You can put in the work, a little luck come your way. It won't happen. It won't happen the way it's supposed to happen if you don't believe in yourself. So always believe in yourself. And I know we heard this in kindergarten and first grade and second grade. We had little posters in the classrooms, right? We're adults and we still need to hear that. Believe in yourself. Yes. Just because we grow up doesn't mean we can't stop saying it to each other. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Like and really. all you have to do is just repeat it. All the time, man. Repeat we could... it every morning, like he said, while you're brushing your teeth. When you're brushing your teeth, look at some of the mirror. I used to write post-its this year when I didn't believe in myself and I was a mess. I used to write post-it notes and I would wake up and I would read it because I would have to read it because right in my face when I was opening up my bedroom door, mm. it said, you are amazing. Love you that. are enough. 
yes. you can do. I had a bunch of post-its. It was literally like eight of them. Nope. You know, so that's that's very important. Yeah, those positive affirmations make a those positive affirmations make a big difference. You know, in your day and in your life. But um, that's really all I got. You know, anybody out there listening, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at the Real Mozo. Um, just let y'all know there's a lot of love and positivity on my page. So if you're not ready for that, make sure you're ready <laughs> before you go into my page. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just want to thank you, Paris, for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. It means a lot. Well, thank you for coming. The reason why I stalked you, actually, <laughs> was because um, I came across your page somehow. I don't remember how. Um, but it happened right around the time that I was going through my healing journey. And some of your stuff was very helpful. Um, and also, a friend, a close friend of one of my best friends. Like, I don't know what I would do if something happened to this guy. And one of his close friends committed suicide mm. on Memorial Day. Mm. And um, he had been struggling with mental health, didn't want to seek any help. He, you know, didn't feel like he could talk to anyone. Sometimes he would say stuff to my friend here and there, but he would then, you know, like brush it off, laugh it off, you know, um, make jokes about it. I never met him in person. Um, they would FaceTime me all the time when they were drunk. So I got to have a lot of long conversations. He was very insightful, very smart. And very young, you know, like 32 years old. So um, it was sad to see my friend going through that, you mm -hmm. know. And my friend disappeared. Like, he didn't pick up my phone calls for, like, two months. I ended up having to show up wow. at his job, you know, because I was, like, concerned for him. But I also understood that he needed his space because mm -hmm. he had just lost someone that was very close to him. And then I was just like, you know, like, this is crazy. Like, this guy was so young. All he had to do was just maybe seek some help. Or maybe if he had opened up to someone about what he was going through, what demons he was fighting in his right. head, you know, he wouldn't have been lost. And there was tons of people that showed up to his funeral. So clearly he was loved. Yeah. And if I were a person that was standing in that, like if he meant, like I was, I didn't have a connection with him. But like, let's say he was like one of my closest friends and I was standing in that room and it would have bothered me. And I'm like, why didn't I ever ask him? How was he, mm -hmm. you know? Or why couldn't he ever tell me? Because sometimes we ask and those people don't feel comfortable sharing with you. Or they don't want to talk because of maybe other things you said. They feel yeah. like they're less of a man. Or they feel like they're uh, weak. You know, and they don't want to share those things with you. And yeah. then it's just like, this could have been avoided. Right. You know? So because of that, I was just like, no, like... We have to talk about this. Like, this is the type of stuff. Like, I know I talk about, like, relationships and dating and stuff. You know, like, it's all fun and stuff. But this is the stuff that really matters. Yeah. The things that can make a difference. Right. So that's why I stalked your page. <laughs> I'm happy you stalked my page. I'm happy you stalked my page. I was like, I'm going to DM him until he eventually answers. I'm going to DM and comment on everything until he eventually answers. So I answered. Oh, you did. You did. And thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Um, that is all, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, again, if you want to look at any other videos or listen to any other stuff, you can follow me at, at underscore Paris and NYC underscore on Instagram. And that is all. Bye. Peace.